in uh in university i decided to ride my moped to class because it was a balmy 35 fahrenheit and (laughs) a moped like like a vespa it was yeah it was great it was brisk hell yeah Welcome to the Pier 39 Podcast. I'm Syl, and with me, I have Ben. Yo. As usual. Yeah. yeah. For now, until we get our super exclusive Pier 39 guest star interviews with like Danny DeVito, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> like, oh, the Daniel Radcliffe. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Was it, were we talking about Keanu Reeves not too long ago, or was that someone else? I mean, if possibly, I don't know. Okay, someone, someone told me they didn't, they didn't think Keanu Reeves was a good actor. That was definitely not me, but I think we did talk, we mentioned him in the last podcast, probably, because we were talking about like what, or one of the recent ones, because we were talking about like, what would you do if you saw a celebrity? So I I probably mentioned there. I think he's a good actor. Me too. I just remembered who it was with. Actually, it was my uncle. Oh okay. (laughs) He's, you know, we all got opinions, even though they're bad. Yeah, and I was like, "What do you mean he's a bad actor when he was John Wick?" And he was like, "He was like, well, that wasn't." My uncle likes to make a lot of jokes, but he was like, "That wasn't Keanu Reeves. That was John Wick." I was like, shut up, dude. <laughs> Just take it back. Just say, oh, I, I messed up. I think Keanu Reeves is actually a decent actor. I was like, of course he's a good actor. He lands all these gigs. I mean, yeah. Like, I think he's good, but at a certain point, I don't know. It's like this weird thing of, like, is the actor good or are they getting... Like, is it just, like, name brand, you know? Yeah. Like, do they come to Keanu Reeves because he's good, or do they come to Keanu Reeves because he will sell stuff and also pretty much fits what they had in mind? I'm, I think I think it's because he's good. I like to give yeah. him the benefit of... Most actors like the benefit yeah. of the doubt, but... Yeah, I would say the same. I would say the same. Keanu Reeves is good at, like, his different roles that he plays because he plays a lot of different roles. Uh, she was and great in the lake house. The I didn't lake see house? that one. The mailbox. Yeah. The lake house mailbox. I don't know. Him I and didn't uh, see him and Sandra Bullock. Oh okay. Mm. See, I know he's a decent actor because, or like a good actor because, like, he was John Wick, and then he randomly did this little Netflix movie called To the Bone, where he was just like the therapist. <laughs> so like. He didn't need to take that role, but he did. Yeah. I don't know. I like Keanu Reeves. You know, this is actually a decent enough segue. Do you know who is a terrible, well, kind of a terrible actor, but also even worse on uh, uh, the fault of the directors? You know, You know what a problem is? They uh, yeah, Justin Long. 
I don't know who no. that is offhand. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I if I saw I think he's a his... good actor, but he gets put in really bad roles. I saw his face. I'd probably know who it was. I, I, I can't. Um, anybody who's ever done a Sherlock movie or like, adaptation. Mr. What's his name? Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, Buffle Snuff Cumberdoodle? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. That guy. The guy that looks like a vampire in his free time. <laughs> um, I just... Actually, that's not... Have you seen Enola Holmes? I did. I actually really liked that. I really liked it, and I especially liked that Sherlock wasn't a prick. Because that's my complaint. Uh, we're talking about uh, Arthur Conan Doyle stuff, by the way. Finally. Um, Finally, sorry. <laughs> so uh, no, I mean that's uh, too many things to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. I I really hate like something like House, right? Or a lot of the more a lot like the the I think the Benedict Cumberbatch adaptation or like the that show with uh what's his name who played Bilbo? I can't think of his name. Um. I, I, they always make him an absolute asshole. Like, for some reason, humans are obsessed with the archetype of the genius who is so smart that he is removed from society and is just a complete tool. And uh-huh. I like a little bit of that. Sure. Like, I really liked House when I was in high school. Like, I early had high no school. I no idea House was, like, Sherlock Holmesy. Oh, yeah. House, Holmes... Oh. Watson, Wilson. Oh. And just kind of the... didn't know. And like the kind of format, right? Like Uh going through stuff and Wilson has no idea how he did it. And then House is like, it's easy. Here's how (laughs) I did it. Like, it's it's definitely there. But... Yeah. Even like the... Because we watched a few of the... A few of the like adaptations of, of Sherlock, or like the uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, movies, like I don't know why that was just make him such a prick, and there's no reason <laughs> for it. Like he's not, like yeah, he's like a little, uh, not awkward, but you know he doesn't. He's not like like we said in, in the story in Scandal in Bohemia. Like he's not looking for love. He doesn't, yeah. you know, he doesn't necessarily waste time on like, oh, I'm going to do this little, this fruitless endeavor. I'm going to do a puzzle, <laughs> something yeah, like that. Yeah. But uh-huh. he's not like, he's not an uncaring asshole. Like, I just remember, I just remember in the uh, the one episode of the Benedict Cumberbatch thing that I saw, like, he goes into the room immediately insults everybody for being like not as smart as him and then says some more insulting stuff because like i don't know he doesn't understand emotions or something like that and then everybody just hates him for like the rest of the night and i'm like he would be like that's not the character though like you're just ugh, i i just don't like that and it seems like he's typecasted yeah like everybody needs to take that approach and that's just not He's smart, he's calculating, he notices all this stuff, but he's also, you know, there's also, like, that bit of warmth to him. Like, he's not mm-hmm. a robot. Yeah. So. I I have to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen, like, a Sherlock Holmes movie or series. Okay. Other than, like, Enola Holmes, but 
that wasn't really Sherlock Holmes. I mean, it's like it's right there. I thought, and, and I like that's the like that's the best adaptation of it so far that uh, that I've oh, seen. Okay. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. I watched it with my mom. It was really, it was fun. Yeah, dude. And I mean, like, it was cute. Henry Cavill. Oh, I know. Could have been. I mean, like the context didn't call for it, and I don't want them to do fan service, but like. If he had to be shirtless for some reason, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Henry Cavill. And then, um, what's her face, isn't it? Um, oh, I forget. Carter. Carter. Helen Baham. Oh, Helen something. Yeah, yeah. Helen. No. Okay, we're thinking. Of, I'm thinking of someone else. What's her name? Hold on. <laughs> look it up. Hel- Helena ba- Bonham. Oh. Lena Bonham Carter, the okay. one that was married to Tim Burton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I see. I kind of thought that's who it was, but then I'm like, no, nah, it's not Carter, is it? And then, okay, yeah. all right, okay. Wow, I've been saying her name wrong like my whole life. I called I... her Helen Baham Carter. <laughs> Baham? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I but like no, her. Was, She's uh... cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really cute, cute movie. Um, but as far as like any other adaptation goes, I haven't seen any, and I haven't read any. So this was my introduction to yeah Sherlock so Holmes. What did you think? I compared to the <laughs> White Company, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's not too bad. Like there's some there's yeah. some kind of old language, but it's very understandable. Yeah, and like it's written for the time period, so yeah, yeah I get it. Some paragraphs were denser than others, but mm-hmm. I mean that's just it just comes with the writing style, I think. Yeah. So we I actually I don't think I ever put did I I forget if I put the story list in the notes at any point but we did uh well we did most of the white company and it was really dense and it was kind of a bad call on my part so we pivoted to Sherlock Holmes also obviously by Arthur Conan Doyle and I decided to choose like three stories that just fully encompass like Holmes career ish so we have uh, a scandal in bohemia and mm-hmm. it's kind of a good that's like the first the first story after the novel that he originally wrote her book i guess i don't know how long it was offhand and then a middle story that's that i know to be good uh, the speckled band and then the 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 final problem which is in theory the demise of sherlock holmes so mm-hmm. kind of just uh i mean depending on the uh, stance you take it is or is not the end of sherlock holmes so it's not necessarily the end if you don't want it to be but i, I figured that was like just to get a brief idea of of what's going on so yeah so as far as Sherlock Holmes, like the storylines go, um, how many, so is it a book and then short stories? So they were originally published in The Strand, which is a magazine. And I think, yeah, they just, afterwards they compiled them. 
I don't know oh, how okay. long afterwards. Like, I don't know if it was like. I I don't know. I don't know going back how that originally happened, honestly. But. Uh huh. Yeah, they they appeared in the Strand, and it, with the exception, I think, of the original, uh, a study in Scarlet is the. Uh, I I'm just I'm just gonna say book. I'm pretty sure it's a book. And after that, he just like people really enjoyed the character. Like Sherlock Holmes is by far, uh, Conan uh, Conan Doyle's most popular thing, and he hated it. <laughs> really. He. I mean, of course, to some extent, like, he had to enjoy writing the character a little bit, but he got yeah. real sick of it. So I'm sure. If it, like, if it kind of blew up, he was almost yeah. forced to keep doing it. Yeah. So he, we have The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, which is uh, where the first two stories are from. And the final problem is from uh, the memoirs of Sherlock Holmes. And that was his attempt to like stop <laughs> like he yeah, wrote that story to kill off Holmes like yeah. he was he was done he's like I want to be done uh and that's why the other thing that um maybe uh I think Enola Holmes like kind of took this concept a little bit but they didn't they didn't do uh, the stupid thing which is to immediately give Sherlock Holmes the rival of Professor Moriarty and mm-hmm. it seems like every other adaptation feels the need to do this like we can't just have a dude solve like even the uh, uh-huh. even the show we can't just have someone solve crimes like there there has to be an there adversary there has to be there has to yeah. be like that that uh, that uh, what's the word I'm looking, public uh, not public uh like i don't know television network cop show like we have this uh-huh, the mystery uh-huh. of the week and then we have the overarching plot so yeah. there's none of that like it's not like professor moriarty and all these threads were being tied together in the stories mm-hmm. like he just pulled that out of his ass <laughs> <laughs> so it's always frustrating when like the movies always focus on that thing and there's like so much else that you can do with the character and especially yeah. for a TV show, like, they're pretty enjoyable. You, you can just work with that. But yeah. So what you're saying is the Moriarty guy, like, wasn't involved in any other story, just that last one? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So him using that language for, like, as I'm sure you've suspected by now or noticed, I've been tracking down this secret organization that's between that's behind all of the crime in, in Europe and like complete there's nothing like that's all that anybody got like he yeah. just really Conan Doyle was just like fuck I'm tired like, I'm so tired of Sherlock Holmes I'm so tired of this let's let's come up with some random guy and he and he did it and I think I I forget exactly how it went I forget if it's just a a thing of the times where like that story like nobody had to ask is he coming back it was just like he's dead though (laughs) there might have been some i there might have been something in the magazine saying like this is the final story or like this is the last whatever um either way people were like outraged like did he write anything after he did people were so pissed off that he eventually <laughs> caved and he wrote like I think there was another collection or two, 
like of short stories oh. like he kept writing for a long time and he was like he was in hiding after falling well, he, off the cliff well i think it's because there was water he just like rolled with that and he was like oh Probably. like he fell in the water and lived he didn't die after falling 400 feet or whatever how far yeah, it is. Yeah, like into a waterfall <laughs> with a shitload yeah. of rocks at the bottom or something. Of course, that's some anime shit. Yeah, so he brought him <laughs> back and like, I think the I think they just kind of, I forget if Professor Moriarty comes back at all or if they tackle that sort of approach or if it just goes back to the story of the week. But that for me, I, I'm like, nope, I'm going to respect conan doyle on this one and i just like i don't care about anything after that because dude what a cop-out right? like no I... not cop-out in that sense i think he could have just not done it oh he's weak. oh 100 percent, right yeah no like he didn't I... have social media people tweeting at him like deaths death <laughs> sent death whatever death threats yeah dude <laughs> i i fully support him like not continuing it like, yeah, me too. If I, as for what you just said, I totally support him just ending it there. Dude, I'm, I support him ending it, but like, I don't. I guess it depends. Did he? He probably. I I forget exactly. I don't even know if it's a thing that I ever knew. But I don't. I'm pretty sure he came back due to the outrage. But I would totally <laughs> support him if he was like, "Man, I miss that fat paycheck." <laughs> like, that's true that's, that's fine true. like dude's okay. gotta eat i get that yeah so he's gotta get that coin literally one coin literally, <laughs> literally five cents <laughs> um literally just bread for the next week <laughs> so yeah his the stuff that he like the stuff that he loved of his own work that like he truly poured himself into was uh stuff like the white company like his historical fiction was uh-huh. and i think it kind of shows like it's just so much deeper maybe more confusing but there's just so much detail and stuff put into that book yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. i do feel like pretty bad about like how i couldn't do it uh, no, and I mean, no, but I feel like I need to, like, appreciate older writing styles and, like... Because most of the books I read now are, like, more modern fiction. I don't yeah, think I've ever read anything that's, like, oldish There's, like, like multiple writing styles still, you know? Like, there's other yeah, stuff that would hit harder. I guess. Like, I don't know. Whatever year The Brave New World was written. <laughs> yeah, like, there's still that stuff that's, like really old but it doesn't read it's not as dense that's true i just feel like stuff like that is appreciated for a reason so like i should give it a chance at some point i mean the white company isn't really appreciated (laughs) (laughs) it's not like it's not like everyone's like sherlock holmes and that's it i mean pretty much or there's uh the lost world okay um that that whole thing i believe that's Uh him so but no like white company like i remember writing i chose from my from my class i chose to write about this and it it was in a way it was kind of cool because it's one of the few times that i've i feel like i've actually contributed to uh to like english literature 
knowledge or something. Because uh-huh. if you go and look up literally anything by Shakespeare, there is like 200 million essays, books, reports, everything <laughs> yeah. done on it. Like Shakespeare takes a dump and someone's right there. Like... <laughs> cataloging analyzing every- yeah <laughs> but looking up white company, making cliff notes there's nothing there's like a brief summary on wikipedia but as far as like scholarly articles uh last uh-huh. i checked as of like 2018 there's there was nothing so like yeah i was writing this stuff and it felt pretty good because i had no there was like no validation like i was just using the text and like connecting shit and my professor was like, there is a lot of good stuff in here that I never thought about. And I'm going to be using this. I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I did it. All those religious themes and whatnot. <laughs> so I, yeah, it's not it's not part of like the classical must reads or anything. It's just the it's yeah, the Ben must reads, I guess. I think. Yeah, I think I'm just thinking like authors in general or like that time period. Yeah. Yeah, what you were saying, though, about, like, scholarly articles about the White Company, I I think I mentioned to you, or I might have said it, I had to read some chapters, like, three times, because I didn't, like, know what was happening. So I was like, okay, maybe if I read this and I still am confused, I can look up, like, maybe what this chapter summary is. It doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> I've thought, like... It's definitely a thing. Like, I could definitely do something. Like, it's one of those things you're like, oh, there's not a spark notes for White Company, but there could yeah, be. Yeah, there could be. That's a lot of work, though. <laughs> yeah, it it won't be horrible, but I have no desire to, like, do. I, I waste my time in so many other ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, same. So where did you... Mm, let's let's uh, do a tiny bit of White Company, then we can come back to Holmes. Uh where did you where did you get up to i got up to they were in like the the ale house or wherever and he was like just observing all these like crazy people okay okay yeah it's not that far (laughs) yeah that's pretty early on but i mean it's yeah it's still it's dense all the way through and i think the yeah it's definitely bump it's not like it's a a linear thing like it's not like oh the beginning is super dense and then after that it evens out it's like the beginning's super dense and then there's a really nice section where it's a lot of dialogue and like stuff's happening and it's easy and then there's like mm-hmm. another giant dense section that's miserable so okay. <laughs> it's it's like it's it's bumpy um yeah i was like there's like barely any dialogue there's like this lady asking if they want more beer yeah, so <laughs> basically when they're when they're like in a location, they're the dialogue drops. But as soon as they get on the road, it's like a hundred percent dialogue and interesting things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's jarring. <laughs> but I do I mean I it's so dense, but I do love it. I love this book just because it's like such a romanticized like take on like knights and damsels in distress and stuff uh-huh. like it's such it I think it's well done but at the same time it's like such horseshit <laughs> like 
it's like some sort of maybe like fantastical yeah and it's like i don't know the way that it's that like knights are presented like so we have our three main characters uh alan whose name is spelt not how you would expect there's like a y yeah i was like is it alien alien it's alan it's okay okay real dumb got it like what is it a l l a n y e yeah y n e it's something weird alan and uh he starts off the novel in like a a monastery of sorts uh-huh and there's like some commotion going down uh one of the other not monks brothers something one of the other people at the monastery uh has committed some uh some some social faux pas yeah, uh, such I as, think it's brother. It's not his brother. I oh no, that's not the his term. brother. That's the term. That's what they say. Yeah, right? brother. Okay, yeah. So one of the brothers, uh, John, later known as Big John, um, <laughs> has committed some atrocious things, such as looking at a woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a very hardcore. Like, you can't look at women. You can't talk to women. You like, can't do anything and he has uh not only talked to a woman but looked at her and then also laid his coat or a robe or something down so that she could like cross a big muddy patch or something yeah. uh and aside from that he like drank all of another brother's beer during a, a dinner or <laughs> something so he's uh he's being kicked out and later uh, Alan leaves because he, his his father essentially, I forget what was happening. Like his father went off to fight or something was happening. Uh, basically, uh, Alan was to be put into the monastery until he was like 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And, and then get sent out to the real world. Yeah. And then he has, it's like the, it's like the, the Amish thing or whatever. Like you have to be in it <laughs> so long. And then when you're a certain age, you go into the real world and you spend like a year there. And then you can decide to stay or you can decide to come back, whichever. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. he heads off into the world and almost immediately meets up with uh, Big John. And uh-huh. they kind of get into this, this tavern and that's where they meet Alward. Alliard? Alliard? Um, uh, it's beyond me. <laughs> who, is a, who is an archer, part of the White Company, Company of Knights. And had uh-huh. been fighting, I think, in France was where he was coming from. And he's basically a recruiter. It's hilarious. He's like, man, do you guys want bitches? Do you want booty? Come fight. It's great. Like, just all the money you want. There's women all over you. Like, it's great. Look at that feather bed back there. I have three assholes carrying this bed around for me because I took it from France. Like, it's just crazy. The whole, like, his whole thing is just like... You should come fight with us, dude. <laughs> it's, dude, imagine if the book was written like in what you just said. I mean, I could do it. That retail, <laughs> white company retail. Do you want bitches, bro? <laughs> and it's a whole, it's like this so whole it's, thing. Yeah. It's them like going on an adventure. Yeah. So uh, they kind of line up for a little bit 
because Alan is trying to get to his family is actually quite renowned, but his father like gave away so much of their estate and money and all that stuff. And his brother is now in charge of it. And his brother is a grade A asshole. And oh. Alan is off to meet. He doesn't know this yet, but he's off to meet his brother. Uh, Cause I mean, it's family and all that stuff. It's his familial estate or whatever. And John decides uh, to join up with the white company. So him and Alward are off to uh, join like the regiment with some other people. And they're like, hey, our <laughs> our paths line up uh, to at least to the forest that you're going to. So like, you can come with us. Mm-hmm. And the journey is by far like that stuff is the most interesting because like it's kind of it, it really illustrates, I think, how like literally anybody could be taking advantage of anybody else and there was like you just had to rely on yourself uh-huh um and there's a couple uh, i'll skip kind of back and forth between the various times when they're walking and it's fun but like they come across this dude underneath a tree and he's like poor and begging and they're like hey like do you need anything he's like no no but i'm in such bad shape like it would mean everything to me if if you could donate a little, and in exchange, I'll give you my treasured possessions. And they're like, oh, what are your possessions? What are they? And the oh. guy is literally like, uh, this is a piece of wood from the cross that uh, Jesus was nailed to. And <laughs> this is one of the nails that they used to, to hang him on the cross. And uh, this is one of the brambles from the thorn- from the crown of thorns that he had on him. And literally all three of the protagonists are like, holy shit, what an opportunity. And they give him, like, so much money. <laughs> and then and this course, is just, like, some guy? Yeah, it's just some dude under a tree, like a beggar or whatever. Nice. And they, like, I mean, like, a few pages later, you know, they're walking and they're all, like, holding on to these objects and they're, like, so sacred and shit. And they, like encounter a blacksmith and they end up talking to him and they tell him about it and he's like wait what let me let me see i don't believe you and they show him the nail and he's like well that certainly looks like the nail that some scoundrel picked out of my rusted nail bucket (laughs) earlier (laughs) it's like just so many instances like that like just people just absolutely trying to take advantage and yeah either either (laughs) either the heroes intervene or the heroes are like so pure-hearted that they they just trust people and they get fucked over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of incidences like that. Um, and then we meet our uh, sort of like the leader. He's uh, set to become like the new commander of the White Company is Sir Nigel, which there is mm-hmm. a prequel book written about, like his growing up, and he's sort of like our quintessential knight. Like kind of the ongoing theme of this is that like knights aren't assholes. They're not the they're not the stupid piece of shit in high school that like ended up joining the military. Like they're honorable, they're trustworthy, they look for glory and valor and honor and all that stuff. And it's so it's very leans very heavily into that. Um uh-huh. Yeah. And they go on like adventures and stuff. Uh there is a guy He's like one of the best characters. What shit? What is his? I can't, I can't. Sir Oliver. Sir Oliver is like a little on the tubbier side, 
and 100% of his interactions are like with food. Uh-huh. Like they literally roll into a Love town. That. It's good, dude. It's so good. Like I wish there was. I wish it was earlier so you could see it. But it's worth yeah. flipping through for, because like they roll into a town and he's like, I, I, is that a bakery? Like a street over? <laughs> uh, I gotta go take care of something. And he just like bails, like any time. Nice. Or they're like, hey, uh, Sir Oliver, do you do you know anything about this town that we're going to? And he's like, I know that on the fifth block from the east entrance, there is a divine little supper club. And like just every everything he does is food. And it's just so good. That's like, awesome. I, I can relate. Right, dude. Like, it's so good. And he, like, they get descriptive with that, too. Like, he'll be talking about, like, the pot pies or something and, like, just going on about them. I'm like, you're making me hungry, dude. <sighs> or there's, like, a battle Man. they're in. And, like, uh-huh. you know, they're fight. They're all fighting for their lives and stuff. And then fucking Sir Oliver pops up and, like, his goal has been to raid the other, the opposing armies, like, food stock. So he literally, like, it describes him literally running by with, like, a sword, an armful of food, and, like, a link of sausages hanging out of his mouth. Nice. <laughs> like, it's just nice. so good. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess just to, like, finish the, the quick and dirty summary, uh, when Alan is returning to his house, uh, he finds a man who is, like... I mean, unfortunately, like a lot of guys on the internet, just like harassing this poor young woman and being like, no, come on. Uh-huh. Like, you you uh-huh. walked with me here. Like, come inside. No, like, blah, blah, blah. Just like being a, a fucking bud. Uh-huh. And Alan is such a noble person. He intervenes. And uh, I believe her name is Mary, Lady Mary. <laughs> like Downton Abbey. <laughs> Like Lady Mary Crawley? Like Lady Mary Crawley. Um, <laughs> so he helps her, and she's, like, clearly uh, clearly not a commoner. You know, she's got those threads, a little more mm-hmm. grace than your average asshole. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, like, where are you going? What are, uh, he? I mean, he renounces his brother, I should say. So, like, he doesn't know what he's going to do. He decides that he wants to go with uh, the other two and join Sir Nigel. And she's like, where are you going? And he tells her, you know, Sir Nigel, White Company, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, (laughs) cool. And she, like, leaves. And he's like, okay, what the hell? Like, why would she just leave like that? Of course, she turns out to be Sir Nigel's daughter. Oh. And he's concerned because, you know, the status difference and all the... It's his commander's daughter and all that stuff. But, uh blessings are received by everybody but and now we're getting into spoiler territory for the for the end like during the big battle of the book uh alan gets pretty seriously hurt and he does make it but everybody wasn't sure like he didn't he didn't surface into the world for a long time so (laughs) mary thinks it's all over and she wanted to be with alan they'd been communicating and all this other stuff and she decides that if she can't be with Alan, she'll join the, the cloister or whatever, the monastery for, for women. Uh-huh. And Alan, like, comes back into the world. He's looking for her. 
and of course he needs to race, right? He needs to race because she's about to enter the coven, and once she does, there's no coming back. So he's galloping <laughs> and all this shit, and he catches her just in time, and all this all other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he like ends up being. Then he kind of, you know, there's a nice little epilogue about like he's the knight now, and he has like his flowing blonde hair and the the picture <laughs> of honor and justice and all that shit. And everybody's happy, and it's, I don't know, it's, like, it's just so, like, stupidly romanticized and whatever. It's so good, though. Yeah. Once you it, piece through it the... It sounds good. Yeah, yeah. once you, uh, once you get past the page-long descriptions of a cloak, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it is good when people, when you tell me the story. Yeah. Yeah, see now you can now you can like tell it to your friends and they'll be like, yeah. Oh damn, that sounds so good and you'll be like, Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I read this. I <laughs> yeah, I suffered. Yeah. I did it though. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> dense, but you know, it's worth getting through. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I would yeah. ever recommend it to anyone though. That's fair. I mean, I'm glad you were <laughs> I'm glad you were such a chill guinea pig cuz I won't recommend it ever again. <laughs> or okay. I'll, I'll recommend it no, with I'll, I'll recommend it with more uh warning. Like, I think you can recommend it to somebody who you think would like uh, like actually digest it better. Yeah. Yeah, someone, someone I guess with more warning. With more you warning gotta, and Yeah someone who i mean if someone has like more experience like banging their head against dense old <laughs> stuff because it really yeah. i mean like when i started reading stuff like that like none of it makes sense and then after a while you, it just sort of get you get used to it it's like any uh -huh. academic stuff i guess you know yeah yeah of course it's like any assigned reading yeah. that you did in high <laughs> yeah. school against no, your like, Dude, the assigned reading, like, assigned reading in high school was the worst. And then early on in university, it was still the worst, but even worse than the worst. And then, like, <laughs> I finally broke through, in part, thanks to Beowulf. And then after that, I'm like, yeah, this is whatever. Like, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, assigned reading, I mean, to an extent, is terrible. It depends. I only remember liking like two of my three of my assigned reading books like ever. Which, in, which ones? Um, wait, 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 wait! Kid. High school or college? I cut you off. So, uh, th throughout the whole, oh, okay. throughout my whole school <laughs> career. All right. Honestly, I really liked The Outsiders. That was assigned reading in eighth grade. That shit was so good. And then I watched the movie and was so obsessed with ralph macchio and he is from the 80s so he was old by the time i liked him <laughs> um did you ever read the outsiders it sounds like i had the it sounds so familiar i think did my sister like, read it stay gold pony boy oh my god i have not read okay this was not even remotely what i was thinking of oh okay yeah i don't know why that book was assigned i don't know I don't know, but it was really good. That was eighth grade. Ninth grade, we got assigned Fahrenheit 451, and I really liked it. Okay. And I remember, like, 
really liking it and I reread it like twice more in my life um and then the rest of high school I didn't like most of the books I had to read (laughs) um I think like I was like pretty mad because I was in honors and AP classes and like the normal classes got to read like the great Gatsby and cooler books catcher in the rye and then i didn't get to read any of those yeah i only i don't even think we did great gatsby like we just oh really i don't i've never read did you ever read that one i've read great gatsby yeah yeah it's pretty short it's just Mm -hmm. it's a good read i guess it's classic for a reason i'm trying to remember like the did you read the giver no although actually i did read half of it on a (laughs) tablet on a vacation once nice but i it's because i watched the movie oh like just out of nowhere i watched the movie and i was like whoa this movie's pretty good yeah i should have read the book fake fan and then huh (laughs) fake fan watching the movie yeah i know totally (laughs) totally (laughs) But, like, I told, I remember, like, people reading that in, like, sixth grade. And I never, I never picked it up. Dude, I think that's, like, I don't know if it's, like, a requirement requirement, but so many people from so many different places in the U.S. have read that. Like, I read it in fifth grade, but I've seen people, like, yeah, fifth, sixth grade, something like that. Yeah. So, I think I, like, just looked up, like, a PDF of it, and I read parts of, like, Maybe half of it. I don't know how much I read of it. Hmm. <laughs> when we were like staying in a trailer once. Hell like, yeah. Quote unquote camping. <laughs> <laughs> I um yeah. That that book like kind of there was there are two I think there are two like sequels to it. One of them uh-huh. is a little closely related. Uh, like a character comes back briefly and one of them I think is like in the universe but I don't know if it's related I forget a girl in school like refused to believe me like she like she was the other person she like read a shitload of books like she read everything in front of her one of those girls Uh and for some reason she did like we got talking about it and she just didn't believe me and I'm like (laughs) how I Like, it's literally the same character. Like, they even make this, like, super specific reference. Like, how can you not believe me? And she's like, no, there's not. I'm like, are you 10? We're, like, 15. What's going on? Like, come on. <laughs> it's a nice anecdote. Yeah. I was right, though. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course you were. Naturally. Naturally. Um, our... Like, I don't know. I I only remember a few. I remember doing Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, also in like uh, late I don't, elementary. I think I read that. Um. Oh, elementary school books. I remember really liking where the red fern grows. Did you? Read I that didn't one? do that one either. I forget. There must have been a. I think there was like different, like maybe there was two or even three different like levels or something. Because I just remember there was like. In my class, there was like five different books that people were reading at the same time. Right? There was Where the Red <laughs> Fern Grows. Uh, there was something else. And I think the one I did was like hella weird. 
I I had never heard anybody mention it ever. It's uh-huh. something I don't know. I can't remember the name at all. I barely remember the plot. I just remember that like the the main thing in the book was like a magic system and like the uh, naturally <laughs> the main character was like the last in this line of whatever and the main symbol used was like a crosshair kind of thing or like a circle with a plus sign through it. Uh-huh. That's all I remember. It was pretty dense. I struggled with it a little at the time. It's probably Is it Catch 22. No. Did you have to read that one? Also no. Okay. Yeah. I think someone in high school I think like one of the high school classes had to read that, but I didn't get to. Uh I know my first girlfriend read it at her school. Mm-hmm. Like had freshly read it because every single thing in front of her was a Catch 22. Like, it was, like, where she learned that phrase, I guess. So, like, (laughs) we would see something, or I would say something, and she'd be like, huh, it's like a (laughs) catch-22. Shut up. Like, yeah, it is. You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I don't, I just, that's what I associate that book with. Not necessarily in a bad way, but just like that. Yeah. Like, someone just discovered something, whatever. Yeah. Wait, so what did you have to read? Um, what else, I guess? Because you started. I I remember doing like some Shakespeare stuff, right? Like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, uh-huh. I think that's I think that's the only actual Shakespeare thing we did, and some of his sonnets or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Huckleberry, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, which okay, to this day is the only book I've used Spark Notes for. I, I I did not I didn't like have it. To read that one. It was it's like not. I mean, it's good, I guess, in the sense that like it's well known and read constantly in schools for a reason. But uh-huh. I think it's stupid. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> like it that much. It, I mean, kids were enthusiastic about like reading it out loud in class because they got to say the n word like three times a page. Oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah uh and then i remember having like there was another in high school there was like a choice of a bunch of different things to read and me and a couple friends chose 1984 and that was great i really enjoyed uh that one yeah what else do i I read that one also on a tablet later in my life hell yeah and i didn't finish it so oh no yeah you gotta finish it i know i gotta finish that book it's not that long either. I right? think. No, it's not. It's not too bad. I think we also okay. did Animal Farm. I think that was like a class-wide thing. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a choice. Um, I don't remember the others. The others are on like the. There's probably one or two that I'm forgetting. Yeah. And I I. I couldn't even begin to tell you all the shit that I had to read in university. <laughs> Yeah, most like, of my books were like, well, I was an anthropology major, and then like any other class I took was just like Asian classes. So most of my books are like that. Yeah. I, just, I did have a novel, though, called A Tale for the Time Being that was assigned in one of my um, Japanese history classes. And that book is in my top five. I okay. really enjoyed reading that one. Nice. 
But we, other uh, than that, any assigned reading in college has flown right over my head. <laughs> there's there's some that I, like sticks with me, like especially the any of the old English stuff uh, that really hit. Um, mm-hmm. A large chunk of like the Canterbury Tales. That's uh-huh. uh, that's still with me, but like good old Sherlock. Sherlock, yeah, yeah, White Company. Um, <laughs> my Southern American, not uh, no, wait, wait, wait. I mean, not Southern American, not South American. Like literature from the Southern U.S. There we go. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, low key, fuck the South. Like, do better. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I just continually didn't, do better even I to just, d- this day. I just didn't enjoy any of it. Like we did, like Faulkner and stuff. Uh, we watch. Uh-huh. We also watched some movies that like tied in, but like, I just don't care. Yeah. There was definitely a book. I can't even remember the name of it. It's I. It's not even that I use Spark Notes. I didn't even use Spark Notes. It was so. It was so late into my university career that I would and I was getting like decent enough at just bullshitting that I would just like flip through pages and like get enough <laughs> to respond a little bit in class and like I think I wrote what was it it ha- I think it had to be like minimum 12 pages that I wrote for, for like a report on this book and I I'd never read it in my life <laughs> I can't even I don't remember anything about it there was like something yeah. about a car going down a hill at one point that's all I got nice i'm sure i did that but i can't i can't remember a specific time i like forcefully didn't read it yeah for like school it didn't help that for that class i like started a week late which meant i was already like a book behind yeah and i just never had the drive to catch up and read like two in a week or whatever so yeah i get that um yeah so what did you did you have a favorite Sherlock story circling back to that I think I liked a scandal in Bohemia yeah best um I liked both that one and the speckled band uh more than the final problem just because that (laughs) one didn't really like it was just he did this and this and then apparently fell off the cliff yeah no for uh like for just choosing three it's definitely like if i was going to choose like the three best ones i might have even chosen like three entirely different ones Uh but this was just a very good like start to finish sort of spread so yeah i i think i liked the first two better just because it had like a case yeah He's yeah like trying to solve it you know yeah it's less of a i'm sick of this character and want to kill him <laughs> so yeah in the speckled band i was like wait am i reading this right it's a snake <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it took me a while to because i've read these of course and i'm like what the fuck is a speckled band again like yeah is it a snake? and it's just like it's coming down through like this little hole in the wall i do uh speckled band is a little i don't think it happens too often but it is kind of entertaining where like sherlock is you know doing his uh explanation at the end and he's like as soon as i saw the wire i thought to myself of course it's a snake 
Like, <laughs> obviously, yeah. Surely. Yeah, obviously. What else could it possibly be? Yeah. So, like, duh. And I'm Come on, reader. I'm wondering if that would be something where people at the time would be because obviously in conjunction with the you know that story uh the person on the estate has the baboon and the cheetah so like that ties in but i'm wondering if that would be more of a logical conclusion for the time because like to me i i i thought of (laughs) ventilator and right under the bed i'm like oh it's like is it like poison or something yeah it's like like a gas or something Yeah. yeah I'm wondering if that just wasn't a thing at the time. Like, obviously, that was a thing, but, like, was it used as a plot device? Was it known about? That sort of deal. So, Oh, maybe Conan Doyle was just fucking around. Yeah, he's just, like, (laughs) dropping a snake on people. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, that's normal. I... (laughs) It it probably won't surprise you, but I really love the concept of Scandal and Bohemia. Except yeah. I want more of the I want more of Irene Adler and obviously uh-huh. I want them to get together. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the movie the movies do that. Like oh, really? some some of the adaptations, yeah, they kinda get into uh her being like a nemesis ally, like I think one of them has her working for Moriarty, but then she like betrays him. But then like it's it's still like in a way that I don't like. But the movies uh-huh. that like they pick the love interest from Scandal Bohemia and they pick the antagonist from Final Problem and they call it a day. <laughs> uh-huh. Bless you. Thank you. So yeah, I also I just really like that. I, I mean it's just good right like it keeps yeah. the picture of her and she's like yeah. the woman it's so good dude uh-huh. i liked i liked that story pretty much from the start when he was like he came in with a mask and sherlock holmes is like the fuck you doing <laughs> <laughs> i know who you are and then he just takes it off and he's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I also, and I'm like imagining it's like a plague doctor mask. Yeah, it's like yeah, like so elaborate. Yeah, something <laughs> stupidly like busy. Yeah. Bedazzled. <laughs> it's um, like a masquerade mask. And I do. I think the speckled band is pretty good. Like some of these stories are, uh, not that they're boring or that they're simple, but like the speckled band kind of, it's light, but it introduces a bit of that like supernatural mystery like oh this low whistling sound and that sort of thing uh-huh and he it comes up a few other times like there's definitely one that's like i don't know like some scooby-doo shit like they think it's a vampire <laughs> or a ghost or a spirit or something and holmes of course is like are you guys like deficient like it's a person <laughs> yeah and pull off the mask yeah you like Hello. literally is like well i mean they just like it's called makeup guys come on (laughs) so yeah yeah those two stories were definitely fun the last one was a little bit of a i mean it was a shorter read but it was more dense yeah than the first two but it was still a good story and i remember so like when you're introducing the stories you're like there's always that person who's like are Watson and Holmes something? 
Mm-hmm. I could see how they could get that because of the way they like are so like intimate. Not like not like sexual intimacy, but like they're they're close. They obviously, they're yeah, they're so close. Yeah, yeah, and I, I liked I liked it. Yeah, dude, I and I don't know. I guess I. It's pro- I'm probably biased because I don't necessarily, in theory, dislike like the idea of of them being an item, but <laughs> there were so many people in my classes who like went so hard on that. Yeah, I mean, I also don't like. Well, I haven't read that much, but I could see. I definitely could see where people would see that happening Mm -hmm. and i'm not totally against it but it's not like doing anything for the story yeah they're just partners yeah and like watson is like in his marriage and it's never implied to be i mean of course i'm sure there's stuff you could maybe pick out but to me there's no implication that he's like unhappy or that it's a sham or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um and then you have Holmes, like, looking at that picture of Irene and stuff. <laughs> and also it mentions that he doesn't, and en- Holmes doesn't entertain, like, romantic relationships. And also that's, like, the one thing we see where he kind of almost might do that. Is that oh. looking, keeping that photograph. Like, there's nothing else. Oh, okay. So, like, that's, I mean, that's the obvious interpretation to me is, like, how can they be an item when it's expressly said that one of the people does not do relationships like at all? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I yeah. I understand the I understand the like what is it the uh, Sappho and her friend like mm-hmm. oh the roommates that sort of thing or like oh, uh-huh. history history being like Nah, they were just good friends. Then the letters, they're like, I want to do sexual things to you constantly. <laughs> and, like, historians just straight watch it. I understand yeah. that's an issue. But, like, when it comes to Sherlock Holmes, I truly, truly read it read it straight, figuratively, and in this case, literally. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, when he says intimate friend, like, I like to read it as just, like, they're friends. Yeah, they're besties. Yeah. Other stuff? <laughs> like some vampire stuff? Vampires are pretty gay. Yeah. There's, there's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. But Sherlock and Watson? Nah. Nah. But, they're cool. Yeah. And I do... I mean, if you if you like it, you have... Like, I mean, the, it's not... The stories are all, like, short. Um, You know, they're all pretty good. I don't think there's too many flops out of the whole like collections so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. such a yeah wide range of topics too like horse racing you got murder uh-huh. like theft jewels all that stuff yeah pretty I'm good sure. pretty classic he's gotta solve those crimes yeah dude um yeah I think that's uh that's it for Holmes. Uh, do you want to, since it's your pick, do you want to introduce our 
book for July? Sure, I will. It is a classic. Wait. I always, like, mess up the name, so I have to look it up really quick. <laughs> um, okay, so I am picking One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And the reason I'm picking this is because, uh, one, I have never read it. And two, I remember a lot of my friends in high school and college reading it. And, like, it was one of those books that was kind of, like, really popular online, like, on Tumblr. And I don't know. I always wanted to read it, but I never got to. So, yeah. And um, I recently picked up the book from a community library that my aunt has in her neighborhood. It's like one of those, you know, an Animal Crossing, the tiny library DIY? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was that. It's like just a post with like books inside. And One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was in there. And my aunt was like oh hun you haven't read this you gotta take it it's free (laughs) hell yeah i was like all right i will then (laughs) so yeah and the so i'm hoping we could do the book and then watch the movie yeah yeah and the movie has jack nicholson in it yeah it's i mean i've i know the book is a classic but like i've also heard the movie is a classic so yeah yeah i'm down and I haven't, I have not read it either. Zero experience Sweet. or seen it. So. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good, and I'm yeah. I'll probably start reading it like within the the week or probably at the beginning of next week. Yeah, I will. We'll see. I was gonna start this weekend because we're doing our little trip, but that got pushed back to next week. There were no. Oh room, really? No rooms available. Or Ooh, spaces or whatever busy so, I, th- I was yeah. gonna say maybe because of fourth of july but i'm sure you don't celebrate that there um no celebration i mean i might do like a little cookout or something but uh i actually get the day off because my the right the like the company oh, yeah. that i'm hired with is russian but the work i do is like through another company so that international do you get stuff monday the fifth off yes or? Yeah. okay the observed holiday yeah yeah so that's nice yeah Um, i'm gonna work on fourth of july just dinner though you get that nice Uh, holiday pay? no but well that's sad it's fine i had like the craziest weekend working and then like i realized i don't know i'm just like I'm working so that it's not hard for everyone else because if there's only two people working, it's really hard. But if there's three, it's a lot more manageable. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I just signed up for the shift. Nice. Because it you're, was empty. You're a good person. I am. <laughs> the money doesn't hurt either. Yeah, yeah. That you got that Conan Doyle mindset. I don't yeah. I don't like it, but I'll do it for the paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh if I recall, there's also something interesting that we have to yeah. address. Okay, I will do that. I'm so curious. We have received an email. Where is the window that I did? Okay, <laughs> here it is. Do a quick sweep, make sure it's not inappropriate. 
Okay. <laughs> the suspense. Uh. Or just go for it. Yeah, I it's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. The Am I allowed to say who it's from? Uh I mean like no, username okay. username or or first name only. Okay. Uh No, I just won't say it. Okay, okay. so the subject title is story time. Exclamation. Story time. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Okay. Dear Syl, me, that's me. I'm writing in to tell you the story about the time an object betrayed me. No, I'm not forgetting Ben exists, parentheses, even though you are the better of the two. <laughs> but it is because I know Ben exists that I'm writing specifically to you this time. See, this experience is not Ben friendly. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. We might have to stop you there. Does this involve really? uh does this involve a box cutter? Yes. I'm out. Okay. I'm out. Oh. Oh wait, hang on. No, oh, I mean, you know. Go for it. You can read it. I'll just like tune out. Okay. <laughs> Selectively. <laughs> oh. Okay. It happened when I was a high school. Oh, okay. Let me restart that sentence because I messed up. It happened when I was a freshman in high school during a holiday weekend. I believe it was Easter or something religion-related figures. But basically, I was being a good boy, trying to work ahead on a project. I managed to get an idea rolling and had it all laid out in my mind. Measurements, dimensions, etc. My mind was envisioning all these steps ahead of time, so I wanted to hurry along, but the scissors I was using weren't cutting the cardboard as fast and as neatly as I wanted them to. So, being the smart person I was, I looked in the toolbox for a precision tool that I knew could do the job. Utility blades fresh off the pack. I proceeded to make some fine cuts. All my lines were precise and neat. Then I got to a point where I needed to cut a big strip of excess cardboard on the side. So I put my left hand on the cardboard to hold it down, oh, no. dug into the blade on my right hand, and ran the blade down from one side to the other and didn't stop in time i felt cold stool <laughs> stool oh my god i felt cold steel and a familiar sting on my left hand and knew what had happened i held my hand clasped clasped shut and went outside to an adult and uttered the words i fucked up i had sliced open the webbing between my index finger uh, and thumb <laughs> oh no i don't like it <laughs> Several hours and some stitches later, I resumed working on that godforsaken project. It was neat being able to see inside my hand when I got over the shock of what had happened. But yeah, fucking blades, man. How do they work? Anyway, hope you are having a good day, and I look forward to many more podcast episodes. Sincerely, Antonio. Hashtag Team Sill. P.S. I swear if the book Ben was trying to get you to read was about a kid who's an alien and who also likes elephants. Dot, dot, dot. Ah, son of a bitch. Do you have any I idea? I read that sentence in the wrong tone, but whatever. Do you have any idea what that would be referring to? Uh, no. Mm, 
There is a lovely book by the title of Dangerous Days of Daniel X. It's Okay. It's real bad. <laughs> it's like uh <laughs> it's like one of those uh is it James Patterson? Like for young uh, for like oh, teens okay. yeah. and it's just like it's so bad. Like uh-huh. just the most Mary Sue main character. Ugh. Every I I always like manage to not think about it and then people make me think about it. <laughs> and it's not bad in like a gross way, it's just bad as it like this is so awful. But it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Highly recommend if you wanna laugh. Um that box cutter story would have been cool if I could have listened to it without imagining a razor blade going across every single joint of my toes. So, Ooh. that you know, like I'm just—I don't know why. I don't know why I—I I feel the need to vividly image, vividly imagine like stuff happening to me. As soon as he said scissors, for example. Like, my mind immediately went to, like, oh, he took the scissors and, like, cut the webbing in between his fingers. Oh, like, God. I, oh, God. Like, <laughs> it just, like, I can't Willingly. help it. I can't help it. My brain just leaps immediately to, like, these horrors. And they're, like, and, and my brain is, like, you should imagine it happening to you right now in detail. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's what, like, I can't do. I can't do too much, like, gore or horror. Or, yeah. like, um... Seeing, uh, like you've seen, you've seen the John Wick films, right? Yeah. Yeah. Number two, when the chick cuts her wrists, or any uh-huh. any scene like that, like I I can't like my I have to itch my wrists, like my wrists get super <laughs> itchy, and I have to like like I start like stretching out my hands, or I'm like rubbing my wrist on my legs or whatever, like yeah, I just can't. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's so bad. <laughs> and like in my head, of course, I'd like obviously it's fucking fake. But like, yeah, yeah. I just can't. Or like, if I, if I were to cut myself, like, I do get a little nervous around like box cutters and shit. Uh huh. I can use them, but I don't like to. Yeah. But like regular knives and like tools and things, totally fine. And if I yeah. like, I, I mean, I cut myself trying to cut bread with a new knife not too long ago. It didn't bother me at all. Like, I don't freak out seeing my own blood. Uh huh. But just the the idea yeah cursed i think yeah it's worse when you're like hearing about it i guess i wonder what that scar is like i mean i also take fault with the fact that doesn't sound like a betrayal that sounds like working with the enemy and you should have known what you would expect (laughs) box cutters and their relatives are our enemy yeah, coffee exacto mugs. knives, no yeah. thanks. Coffee mugs are our friendlies, but on our <laughs> side. I actually cut the not not necessarily the webbing in between my thumb and finger, index finger, but I cut my hand pretty bad at work on Sunday. I broke a teapot and it bounced up and just sliced my finger. My See, thumb. That's a, that's a little easier to like digest for me. Yeah, but like, it that's was. A, that's it like something like yeah. yeah 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 sorry no 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 it was no. bleeding a lot and it oh was hell like, yeah i was just like well all right can't use my hand to eat lunch gotta <laughs> use my left hand because i had to like squeeze my hand together like 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 this guy in the in the store in the email like i yeah. just had to squeeze my hand together to keep, stop it from bleeding oh yeah and 
yeah had to had to eat with my left hand that day it was really weird i mean like when i in uh in university i decided to ride my moped to class because it was a balmy 35 fahrenheit Dude. and <laughs> a moped like like a vespa it was yeah it was great it was brisk hell yeah hell um yeah there was still like the roads were clear the roads were dry uh there was still like snow and shit like around and everything and i was going up to park on the sidewalk as i normally do and there was like a bit of i thought it was a pile of snow so i didn't think about driving through it It turned out to be an ice bump so like i just went down and (laughs) i had on a sweatshirt and like a super thick hoodie jacket sort of thing and I still had, like, a big, like, road rash on my arm, like, just right uh-huh. through it. And, like, it yeah. was it was pretty rough. Like, it was really bloody and blah. Like, didn't bother me at all. I was, like, yeah. laughing my I was more upset that I got, like, blood all over the inside of my sweatshirt. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that's the, like, that stuff. Or, like, the teapot. Like, if that breaks and, like, a shard cuts you a little, that's, that's whatever. But yeah. box cutters... Box cutters um, are cursed. Yeah, they are cursed. Cursed objects. They are for sure cursed. And oh. we have like box cutters in the drawer for like boxes, obviously. But they're like really shitty ones mm. from like the Japanese dollar store. And every time I use it, I'm like, is this going to like snap? And like the blade is just going to like fly towards me. I don't know. It always makes me worry. But I have like this irrational fear about stuff failing like that. I, I definitely have that about mugs now. Yeah. It's, I guess not most of the time. I, I forget if I mentioned. I have a really, really big mug. And that's the only one that I like. I actually worry because the handle to mug size ratio is really skewed. <laughs> so that one I worry about. But yeah, I kind of I get where you I get where you're coming from. Like we on our balcony sometimes I'm just randomly like, What if this just failed right now? And like the whole balcony <laughs> just fell off the building while I was standing in it. Oh my god, that's scary. My my like one of my most irrational fears is blenders just like failing and the blade like flying out. I don't know. It's the dumbest fear, but it's every time I'm blending something I, like, have to look away. Like, it's not going to get me today. Yeah. Uh, do you get that with microwaves at all? No. No? Just oh, blenders. Sometimes when I'm microwaving stuff, I'm like, what if this bitch just exploded inside the microwave and exploded through the glass and, like, it all Dude. just came in my face? So, like, sometimes legitimately I will hit start. Like, I'll set up my time and I'll, like, walk away or I'll, like, stand to the side. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going out that way. I'm not you going out because <laughs> Ben forgot about the foil on his ramen or some stupid yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Dude, That's not how I'm going out. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? My you never know. My sister has... My sister one time freaking microwaved a Capri Sun. Oh, my God. And that God. shit exploded. Not exploded, but it was like... Yeah, like sparky and shit. Yeah, so yeah. my mom opened the thing really quickly. Yeah. She didn't understand. My sister was so young and it was a frozen Capri Sun. She just wanted to drink it. <laughs> yeah. Not, not have it be ice. Oh my God. I definitely did that once when I was old enough to know better. But like I, 
I forget if I didn't know there was foil like underneath the first layer of wrapping or if there was like uh -huh. foil like if there was like tin foil on top and I just didn't think about it and I was stupid. Definitely done that once. Yeah. Man. There's been cases where there's like what I almost microwaved a spoon before, but that was just cuz it was like in the bowl and I forgot. Oh yeah, yeah. But there have been cases where, like, yeah, there's, like, a tiny, tiny piece of, like, aluminum foil, like, stuck or something. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I get a little... It's so unusual for me. I definitely freak out here with our heating because it's all, like... Would it, would it just be a radiator? It's all, like, water running through the pipes, right? Like, that's what the uh -huh. heating is, is hot water. So... Yeah. Ani will just have like shit leaning up against it or like the window curtain, the, the radiators like in one of the rooms is below the, the windowsill. So like the curtain will just be shoved into the radiator kind of. And I'm like, I don't want to start a fire. Yeah. And Ani is no, like, it can't happen. Nervous. It physically cannot happen. I'm like, okay, but like every, every instinct of mine is just like screaming for it to <laughs> to yeah. not happen uh, yeah but no i feel it, you. it, it makes me nervous stuff can betray you dude dude it can totally uh. it's those blunders blunders a blunder will betray me someday and it'll <laughs> live out the prophecy i and i will never own a blunder again i don't i don't fear blender betrayal but i do get do you ever get like a call of the void thing where you're just like mm. Like, if you turn on a blender and you're like, what if I just shove my entire hand into there? Oh, dude. Kind of. Yeah, right? Like, I know it's supposed to be, like, an evolutionary instinct or some bullshit, like, to prevent us from doing that, to make sure we're okay. Like, if, yeah. you're, if you're like, why would I do that or something? Yeah. But yeah. still. Or I'm like. Dude, that's like, that's like when I was, like, I remember specifically being in Costa Rica when I was in uh i don't know like in 10th grade or something we were like zip lining and like crossing over bridges and i was like what oh, if no. i just fell what if Hell i just yeah. fell i mean maybe i was a little bit maybe i needed to go to therapy but i was like i could have just what if i just fell right now <laughs> and i remember that but yeah the, the the like toaster thing i'm always like how hot is this actually yeah i wouldn't stick my hand in it obviously but how hot is it <laughs> but also i want to know yeah a, yeah crazy yeah well i mean that seems well, like it a, was mostly sherlock holmes yeah we i think we we hit a good range of like staying on topic and i i mean i had no idea what to expect with the email other than that it was there it was far more cursed than I could have possibly imagined. <laughs> yes. I, I didn't, you know, it didn't even enter my mind. I was like, why, why wouldn't I, like, why shouldn't I look at it? <laughs> like, why, what, what could possibly, and of course, like, it maybe didn't even it just connect. like, yeah, it, you, maybe your brain was trying to protect you. I guess. Yeah. I should have listened. <laughs> I should have listened. But. Ah, well, I do. Sometimes I think about like 
just having my friend like select some like violent shit and just like desensitizing myself because uh-huh. I do think it is a bit like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point like if I keep avoiding it and I keep making it worse in my head and then it is worse Ooh. but yeah I don't know maybe I just like watched a movie and there was this dude kneeling on the ground and the guy goes in his desk and he picks up a hammer and as soon as he like raised his arm I just looked away I'm like I don't <laughs> I don't need that I don't want to see someone getting smashed with a hammer for sure but I like I could (laughs) that kind of gore doesn't bother me for some reason but like little things like I don't know some things will make me like cringe immediately or like wince immediately and like something I could think of off the top of my head I don't remember the movie but I remember like I don't know kind of seeing it some some mom was like trying to punish their kids so she like sprinkled like something on the ground, something to the effect of like really coarse sugar, and made her kids kneel on it. Oh, dude! Uh, and like, they're do you know what I'm talking about? Rice. People use uncooked rice. Is it rice? Okay, I think it's rice. There's some other stuff, but rice is one of them. Yeah, and then like they stand up and their knees are all bloody, dude. I can't. So, I can't with that. It's bad. Like. That was a thing. Like, people would do it as a punishment for their kids. And it's like, yeah. it does on paper. It doesn't sound bad, right? Like, oh, you just yeah. on rice. And you're thinking to yourself, like, okay, like, it'll just be uncomfortable for a little while. No, that shit fucks you up. Like, yeah. yeah it, like, your knees get all fucked up. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's cursed. Like, that makes me, like, cringe. But, See, like, that, I don't know. Someone I'm, getting their head chopped off in a movie. I'm oh, like, yeah. Head chopped fine. off? No problem. I could watch that all day. Someone getting in Breaking Bad, the scene where he grabs a box cutter and just slits the dude's throat. That's can't do that. Don't like watching that one go down. Mm -mm. Nope. I think it's because have I told you the story about corn husks? Uh, I don't know. Remind me. Okay, I'll tell you my cursed corn husk story, and uh, that will be our <laughs> our lovely okay. closer. Cursed corn husk. So I was like, I mean, I live not on a farm, but surrounded by them. So of course, there's like farmers markets all the time for corn and everything else. And yeah. in fall, after harvest, like we got a bunch of corn on the cob, and it's still in the in the husk, and you gotta like chuck it or chuck whatever. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was like 10. I was in fourth grade, I think. And I was doing my duty. And there was a piece. There was like a a piece of like, not husk. It wasn't like the papery stuff. It was like more of a stalk. Like connected to the base of one of the corn cobs. And Uh I decided I would be uh, Mr. Fucking Strongman. And I would just rip it off. And that did not happen. What did happen was I basically sliced all four of my fingers on one of my hands. Like, just straight across, like, right in between the... uh, Where your fingers bend. Like, the middle. Yeah, like, right in between the knuckles or whatever. Just all of them right across. It was so... It was, like, the worst... It was, like, a paper cut. Yeah. Except worse. Like, I don't know. It was, like, that thin... And sharp pain of a paper cut, just all of them. Yes. Fucking. So maybe that was like the origin. <laughs> yeah. Of all the like, why I don't like razor blades? Because I'm like, I'm not dealing with that again. Yeah. 
That's like when a few months ago I sliced my hand kind of similarly. Like on that, I was like cleaning a bowl and I was like cupping the bowl and I sliced my fingers. Oh my God. Dude, that was cursed. So cursed. And like my pinky is not all the way healed. I think it just has memory of that pain. <laughs> so whenever something touches it in like that perfect spot, it like feels weird. Ugh. Yeah, I don't like Dude, that. Dude, that's cursed. The corn husk? No. I did not. I pretty strongly fought against any notion of me husking corn or shucking corn ever again. Dude, ever that's a, again. That's I, a zero. I totally believe it. Like mom brought home. I just, I was like old. I was like over 18 and mom got a bunch of corn and she was like, oh, do you want to help? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> and she and she made some comment, of course, like, oh, if you don't help, like with, if you don't help now, like you can't eat it later. I'm like, I'm not eating it then. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, fuck, it's not worth fuck the it. corn. Fuck corn. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. Well, that's, a, that's a nice note to, to yeah. go out on. Yeah. Um, if anyone has any irrational fears or like totally mm-hmm. reasonable fears that are completely justified objectively, such as fear of box cutters, uh, you yep. can share those at peer39podcast at gmail.com. And yep. you can. I will narrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll so we'll narrate. Um. I mean, or I'll read the email and then like be shocked Cry. and horrified, <laughs> and I'll just like deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Add, add it to my list of trauma. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're like, no, I can't. I can't still take this. Take I was take I was debating. One. I'm like, how bad is this going to be? Like, should I just take off my headphones and like have Syl like give like a little message in Discord or something? But nah. <laughs> when I'm done. It did go through my head. Yeah. Like, it did, I'm like, how? Like, I can deal with this. It's fine. Probably. This time it was anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, where can people like find us? Do you know? Yes, I do know. They could listen to us anywhere you can find a podcast. So Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, other ones that I always forget <laughs> to mention. However, you can find us. One of these days, search. we're, we're going to have to like list the unknown ones and yeah. then like give Google and Apple the backseat for once in their lives. Yeah, for one, yeah. <laughs> Apologize yeah. for the listeners trying to find us on this website that I yeah. never list. <laughs> yeah, they'll be okay. They'll live, they'll live. Yeah, no, this was, uh, this was a good one. Yeah. Had a lot yeah. of stuff in, and finally, the, the White Company episode. Yes, finally. And then the next book will be One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which is, I think, kind of... It's like a messed up book, right? I don't know. Um, I don't, I know like nothing about it at all. Like whenever I hear the name, I take it incredibly literally. Yeah. Except I imagine like, (laughs) I imagine like a chicken from Legend of Zelda flying like. Just flying. (laughs) Over a nest. Like that's just, that's, I just have that very literal imagery. I know nothing about Mm -hmm. it. All right. Well, stay tuned (laughs) to see if there's a bird and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, I to hope fly so. over that cuckoo's nest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peace, everybody. Bye. Mm-hmm.